When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is On The Tee. Now here's your host, Anita Marks. All right, it's a beautiful Sunday in New York City. Pat O'Keefe in for Anita Marks. Sorry, couldn't hear myself in my ear for a second there. My bad. Now I got me and I got you. Pat O'Keefe with you on the tee with Pat O'Keefe is... Brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Course. As mentioned, a beautiful morning, shaping up to be a beautiful day in New York City. If you're on your way uh, to get 18 in, if you're on your way to the beach, on your way to the pool, or whatever you're doing as the uh, summer weekends begin to dwindle. And we know that because the NFL preseason is now in full bloom. Labor Day is uh, clearly within our sights. Not trying to end things prematurely, but... Uh, only a select few of these weekends left, so I'm happy that you're spending this time with me. Um, you know, it's always an interesting time on the golf calendar because, you know, the hay is in the barn as far as the majors go. They are long completed. Um, we do this year have a Ryder Cup to look forward to, so that certainly does make a difference, and that keeps the interest peaked a little longer. But really, uh, this time of year right now is why 15, 16 years ago, the FedEx Cup, and it has had several different iterations since then, but this time right now is exactly why the FedEx Cup was formulated, to keep the interest of golf fans and even non-golf fans all the way through the end of August, all the way into football season. Obviously, um, the FedEx Cup and the PGA Tour very wise to wrap their tour championship up before the start of the NFL season. Many sports now have to uh, work around the NFL machine as it is. And uh, golf is no different. But right now, you have, especially this weekend, this is actually an incredible weekend in golf because the FedEx Cup is underway with the St. Jude Championship in Memphis at TPC Southwind. Uh, for golf fans here in the New York area, I know that uh, we're, you know, Live is still a, a dirty three-letter word, but the Live Golf uh, Tour this week is right in our own backyard, Trump National in Bedminster, New Jersey. And then you also have the fifth and final major of the year for uh, the LPGA out in uh, the Open Championship in England. So a lot going on this weekend um, and really a lot at stake for this FedEx Cup that began in Memphis this weekend on Thursday because... Uh, the way that they have now kind of landed this FedEx Cup schedule, it used to be too long. It used to be four weeks. Uh, they have now condensed it. It's two events and then the Tour Championship, which will be two weeks from now. So it's short and sweet. And today is the final round of the St. Jude, and it's the red-hot Lucas Glover on top. After yesterday, he shot a four-under 66 to move to 14-under par overall. But you get three events. You get this week in Memphis – uh, next week, you have the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields, just outside of Chicago. And you have 70 golfers competing this week in Memphis. Next week, it is trimmed to the top 50. Now, it's not the top 50 who finish this week 
on the leaderboard, it will be the top 50 in the FedEx Cup point standing. So just getting into the top 50 this week does not guarantee that you move on next week. You need to be in the top 50 of the point standings. And then after the BMW Championship next week, it'll be the top 30 in the standings competing at the Tour Championship at Eastlake Golf Club once again in Atlanta. So it's fast and it's furious. Uh, You have... 20 golfers a week not advancing to the next round, so there is a certain uh, amount of element of survive and advance to it, and it's a lot of fun. And, you know, you get stories like what's happening recently with Lucas Glover. You know, Lucas Glover, and I've spoken about this a lot during these shows in the past, that list of one-time major champions who, they have a great week, and their great week just happens to coincide with it being in a major. You know, I think of Rich Beam at the 2002 PGA, um, Sean McKeel at the 2003 PGA, Ben Curtis at the 2003 Open Championship. I don't think he realized he had gotten into the field as an alternate until the beginning of the week, flew over to England, won the Open Championship. But that list of one-time major champions, by and large, not that you've never heard from them again, but they never, most of them never became consistent performers on the PGA Tour. That's why winning that second major is major, for lack of a better word. It really does elevate you into a different stratosphere. And interestingly enough, the guy considered by many to be the best golfer in the world, and if he's not the best, he's the second best. He's on that very, very short list, Scotty Scheffler. Right now, for all of Scotty Scheffler's success, he's still on that list. Now, he's still early in his career. Okay, but he's still on that list of one-time major winners. And yes, the likelihood is that he's going to, at some point, win a second major and get himself off of that list. But just ask Freddie Couples how easy that is. Because Fred Couples, who still can walk around Augusta National with his eyes closed and shoot a 68 on Thursday at his advanced age and his back problems that he has battled throughout much of his career, he won the Masters in 1992. He was one of the hot young stars in the PGA, and he never won another major the rest of his career. He's had a great career. He's a Hall of Famer. As I said, he's still a factor on Thursdays and Fridays because he knows that course so well at Augusta. Every April, you can count on at some point Thursday afternoon, you can see Fred Couples' name pop up on that leaderboard, even if it's just for a split second. But he's on that list of one-time majors. Now, he's the exception because he's a guy who won one major and we heard plenty from throughout the rest of his career. He just never got that second major. All right, But Lucas Glover was a guy who I had, and, and local golf fans remember Lucas Glover from 2009. He won the U.S. Open at Bethpage Black, the second time the Open was played at that famed public course on Long Island. Glover won the tournament. It didn't have the same pizzazz, so to speak, as the first time the U.S. Open was played here at Bethpage um, in 2002. First of all, it, it was a big deal that the U.S. Open was coming to this public course. They had completely transformed the course. And then the icing on top was that Tiger Woods won the tournament back in 2002. Next time they had it here, a lot of excitement leading up to it. Rain pushed the final round back to a Monday, and it was won by Lucas Glover and not Tiger Woods. Clearly not the same thing, but he won. But he had 
the makings of one of those guys, a one-time major champion. Todd Hamilton's another one that comes to mind. Um, a one-time major champion that you never hear from the rest of his career, but he is on a heater right now. And right now, he is leading the FedEx St. Jude Championship after 54 holes, only leading by a stroke over Taylor Moore. In fact, let's get to your leaderboard update. It is presented by Glenn Fittich. So you have Glover at 14 under par and Taylor Moore one shot back at 13 under par. On the leaderboard, you have 11 players within five strokes of the lead. So it's going to be a really fun final round Sunday down in Memphis. After Glover and Moore, some big names. Tommy Fleetwood, two strokes back. Jordan Spieth and Max Homa are tied for fourth. They're both three shots off the pace. And then in a group tied for sixth place at minus nine. So all of these guys are five shots behind the leader, Glover. You have Sung J.M., Tom Kim, Emiliano Grio, Rory McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay, and Victor Hovland. Those are some huge, huge names, all within striking distance of Glover and Moore. In fact, if you look at collectively those 11 names that are within five strokes of the lead, including the leader, you could argue that the two in the final grouping, Glover and Moore, are uh, the least big names among them, with the likes of Fleetwood and Spieth and Homa and McElroy and Cantley and Hovland trying to run them down from behind. Uh, so Glover and Moore, who's at minus 13, tee off at 150 today. Moore shot a 65 yesterday, and that is the leaderboard update. It's brought to you by Glenfiddich Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. Glenfiddich Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, ABV, 40% alcohol by volume. 2023 imported by William Grant and Sons, New York, New York. So you have Glover and uh, Moore in that final group today. Now, just to illustrate what Glover has done, and, and he's really making a push to take his name off of that list of you know one-time major winners who, I know this isn't a major, but one-time major winners who you never heard from again. Before last week, and, and this is why, look, the winner of the FedEx Cup gets $18 million. Now, I know that was designed to give incentive to the players to play this all the way through, all right? I know that all of these players, or, or the vast majority of these players, are wealthy beyond their wildest dreams. But an $18 million purse for winning the Tour Championship, and these tournaments leading up to the Tour Championship are the preamble, and they can set you up to put you in the best position to win the Tour Championship. Because the leader after next week's BMW, whoever's number one in the point standings, will start the Tour Championship at 10 under par. Okay, and a two-stroke lead over the second-place person in the point standing. So these are important leading up to that $18 million purse. Now, for me, I don't watch a golf tournament thinking, wow, there's $18 million at stake. Now I'm really interested in it. But what the $18 million does is it gives incentive to the players to put on as good a show as possible. And I do think that that's the reason why they did that. The $18 million doesn't do anything for me, whether it's 18, whether it's five, whether it's $4 million, it's all funny money to me. But what you get by this exorbitant prize fee for winning the tour championship is you're going to get these guys giving their best all the way through. Nobody's mailing in the FedEx cup at the end of a season. So for me, the exciting thing is, you know, the come from behind stories, or the out-of-nowhere stories. That's what Glover is becoming right now. Think about this. Glover was before last week. Now, he won last week. 
So he's going for two in a row. Before last week, he was 112th in the FedEx Cup standings. He won the Wyndham Championship. It was his first title in two years. And by winning that and earning the 500 points in the FedEx Cup standings, he jumped from 112th place to 49th place, and he qualified for the FedEx Cup. So if he doesn't win last week, he's not even playing this week. And now not only is he playing this week, but he's on top of the leaderboard heading into the final round. If he wins this championship, if he holds on and wins today, he would jump from 49th place to third place. That's right. So in two weeks, he's 18 holes away from in two weeks going from 112th place to third place if he can hold on and win the first event of the FedEx Cup championship today. The only golfers he would be behind are John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler. And that's an incredible story that this is shaping up on this Sunday. He would jump ahead of Rory McIlroy, who's in third place right now, if the standings uh, as they are right now hold, and obviously they're going to move around somewhat. But if Glover wins this, he jumps ahead of Rory McIlroy into third place, behind only the two best golfers in the world. Now, he's been hot lately. Six after yesterday, six of his last seven rounds, 66 or lower, 11 of his last 19 rounds, 66 or lower. Look, sometimes you get a golfer on a heater. Sometimes it lasts a week. Sometimes it lasts two weeks. Sometimes it can last a month. But if he can win this, what he does is he puts himself in position to really go after this FedEx Cup. I know it's important to Rom. I know it's important to Scheffler. I know it's important to Rory. It's important to all of these guys. But let's be honest. Rom's season is going to be remembered even if he doesn't finish on top. So is Rory's. So is Scotty Scheffler's. They have bigger fish to fry. For a guy like Lucas Glover, who's got that 2009 U.S. Open Championship on his mantle, that was a long time ago. That was 14 years ago. So you can imagine what's at stake. This could be a last shot at glory in this guy's career, or or this could be a springboard to an incredible second act of his career. You know, the first act was really good. Anybody who's won a major, anybody who's won a U.S. Open, that's incredible, right? But there's a lot of guys who have done that. There's also many, 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 many more that have not. But, you know, Lucas Glover was kind of headed down that path of being a guy who, yeah, I think he won a major one year. You know, it was in the New York area, that kind of guy. If he can win the FedEx Cup and kind of springboard to a next phase in his career, and, and that is possibly what we're in the process of watching right now. We know he has it in him. He won last week. He has been red hot over the last couple of months. Uh, he has won a major championship before. He has won on tour since then. But this could really... Because the, the FedEx Cup is different. Because to win the FedEx Cup or to contend for the FedEx Cup, I know it's not on the same level as the majors. It's not on the same level as the players. But what this does is this tests your consistency. And in some ways, that's actually a greater measure of who is the best golfer. Who can do it over a period of time? And that period of time is an entire year. Because this entire year, you're accumulating points to qualify and then to put yourself in position towards the top of the standings of the FedEx Cup. And then when you get to the three events of the FedEx Cup and it's all about the standings, you want to have yourself in as advantageous a position as possible. And you also have to perform in those three events over the course of three weeks. 
That's a really, really tough test of consistency in a sport where a guy can win a major one week and miss the cut the next week. So in some ways, it's actually a measure of who's a better golfer than getting hot for just one week. It'll never have the cachet. It'll never have the prestige of winning a major. But if you can, over the course of three weeks, and in Glover's case, it would be four because he had to win last week just to get into the field. If he can continue this ride, it will be a remarkable, remarkable story at this stage in his career. On the Tee is presented by Juggernaut, Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet Sauvignon, a wine that is fierce, brave, and delicious. Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet Sauvignon wine, harnessing the power of nature. All right, we've got lots to get to. Um, More on the rest of this leaderboard as we get set for the beginning of the final round of the St. Jude Championship, the first event of the FedEx Cup. Uh, What's ahead for the PGA Tour? Well, a couple of things. Um, We'll take a look at the candidates for the PGA Tour Player of the Year. And, of course, the Ryder Cup is a little more than a month away. Uh, The United States and Team Europe, both of them are starting to take shape. Uh, This week is also big for those players that are on the bubble who are trying to make it in. It's on the tee. Pat O'Keefe in for Anita here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now back to On the Tee with Pat O'Keefe on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so again, and On the Tee with Pat O'Keefe is brought to you by Galloping Hill Golf Course. They got the final round of the FedEx St. Jude Championship today at TPC Southwind in Memphis. The first of the three FedEx Cup events next week. The top 50, there's 70 in the field today, uh, this week. Next week, the top 50 in the standings advance to the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields outside Chicago. And the top 30 in the standings after that event in two weeks will compete for the Tour Championship at Eastlake Golf Club in Atlanta. A couple more things on... um, Lucas Glover and the run that he's on right now. Uh, He had, coming into this week, he had three straight top six finishes. This is going back to the end of June. He had three straight top sixes. Then he missed a cut. And then last week, he won the Wyndham Championship. Um, He had switched to the long putter at the Memorial in early June. Missed the cut that week, but after that is when he started his run that I just mentioned. The three straight top sixes, the missed cut, the Wyndham Championship, and now the third round leader heading into round number four uh, at the first FedEx Cup event. Before that run, his best finish of the year was a top 20. Of the year. 
So he's on a heater right now. Uh, and this is amazing. Didn't even play. This guy, if he wins this, will be in the top three of the FedEx Cup standings and have a legitimate shot going forward. Did not play in any of the four majors this year. And he has now vaulted himself in contention for the FedEx Cup. So 11 players within five strokes of the lead. Some big names. Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Spieth. Homa is in the top five. Rory McIlroy is in the top five. These are the uh, FedEx Cup standings. Victor Hovland's in the top ten. Patrick Cantlay is another within five shots of the lead. Uh, and then right now, if you look at the projected standings based on where this tournament is right now, uh, on the outside looking in, Mackenzie Hughes, the Canadian golfer, who started the week in 47th place, right now is projected to finish 51st. So he would be the first one on the wrong side of the cut to advance to the BMW next week. Hideki Matsuyama right now is 57th. Matt Kuchar started the week in 60th. He is now projected in 67th place of the FedEx Cup standing. So he has a lot of work to do. Interestingly, Kuchar, uh, this is the 16th year of the FedEx. Well, it started in 2007. Um, Kuchar is the only player to qualify for the FedEx Cup every single year since it started in 2007. So at this point in the season, you start to look ahead to things. You know, what else is at stake besides just the FedEx Cup? You know, this is an always this time of year, you kind of, not kind of, you have a very, very short list of candidates to be the PGA Tour Player of the Year. We have a pretty good idea who it's going to be right now. Um, I would say right now the leader in the clubhouse has to be John Rahm, who's never won it. Uh, but Rahm has won four events this year. Uh, he won the Masters, which was his second major. So that took him from the list of one-time major winners, and now he never has to be a part of that group again. Uh, and currently, John Rahm is in first place in the FedEx Cup standings. Uh, other candidates, other names you can mention? Well, it's the big three. You know, and, and all year long in golf, you've heard about the big three. They've started to separate themselves a little. I think if Scotty Scheffler can ever figure out this putter, he is the best golfer in the world. But as far as the results go, especially this year, Rom has had the best year. But Scheffler is always a factor in every single event that he plays. Even when he doesn't play, he still somehow finds a way to sneak into the top 20, even when he doesn't play well. Uh, but Scheffler's credentials this year, uh, two wins. He's number two right now in the FedEx Cup standings. And he also won the Players' Championship. So not a major, but the next best thing. Uh, and then you have Rory McIlroy season, two wins, and he is number three in the FedEx Cup standings. There's a dark horse for me. When I was looking at all of the candidates for PGA Tour Player of the Year, and again, right now, if I had to cast a vote, it would be John Rahm. Um, I think something significant would have to happen for Rahm to not win the PGA Tour Player of the Year this year. But let me just throw out the name Wyndham Clark. Because if you compare his credentials, and, and again, the FedEx Cup is part of this. So the voting will be done after the FedEx Cup has been concluded. And yet winning this does not carry the same weight as winning a major, or in John Rahm's case, winning the Masters. It does not. But it is a significant line on your resume if you can win um, the FedEx Cup. By the way, Wyndham Clark has also won a major this year. So he's won two events on tour, one of which was the U.S. Open. And right now, Wyndham Clark is in eighth place in the FedEx Cup standings. So let's just play this out. Let's say Wyndham Clark, clearly within striking distance, 
And let me see where he is on the leaderboard. I, I don't think he's in prime position as I'm uh, continuing to scroll down. I see Scotty Scheffler, who I just mentioned, uh, is not. he did not have a good round three yesterday. Uh, he was one over for the day, and he fell into a tie for 23rd place at six under par. Um, Wyndham, oh, wow, Wyndham Clark's way back. Wyndham Clark's actually tied for 69th this week, so this is kind of going to go contrary to my argument. He just teed off, by the way. Um, so he's tied, he's, he's tied for last place with Sepp Straka of the 70 players in the field. He's still likely to advance because he came into this week eighth in the standings, but this certainly isn't going to help. But let's just project this out because if he wins next week, this changes the narrative for Wyndham Clark. If he wins the FedEx Cup, he would have three wins on tour, one of which is the Tour Championship, uh, one of which is the U.S. Open. And compared that with John Rahm's four wins, but one major, Wyndham Clark would certainly, he's the only guy outside of the big three who you can even mention as still uh, having a possibility to be a candidate for the PGA Tour Player of the Year. So that's at stake over the next month or so, especially these uh, next three events in the FedEx Cup. And then the other thing is the Ryder Cup, and we're coming up on it. It's a Ryder Cup year. It's in Europe this year. Uh, in this country, obviously, it always has more juice when it's on American soil, but they alternate every two years. Um, it'll be at Marco Simone Golf and Country Club in Rome, Italy. Zach Johnson, of course, the captain of the American team. Luke Donald, the captain of Team Europe. Uh, September 29th, 30th, and it wraps up on Sunday, October 1st. Now, it was announced this week that Scheffler and Wyndham Clark have secured automatic qualifying berths. Uh, not a big surprise there. It just also shows where Wyndham Clark is right now. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler, the best American golfer, was going to be a part of the Ryder Cup team. The fact that Wyndham Clark was one of the top two, think about where this guy's career was not even a year ago. Think about where this guy's career was six months ago. And in that time with all of the great American golfers, and I know some of them are not on the PGA Tour right now, so they would certainly not be among the top names uh, listed as receiving an automatic berth for the Ryder Cup team. But the fact that Clark has jumped over uh, a bunch of really good American golfers, at least this year, 2023, in the pecking order, says a lot about where he is right now and the kind of season he's had. Um, in the top six right now, so the top six get automatic qualifying berths. So the other four spots at the moment are held by Brian Harmon, uh, who won the Open Championship, Brooks Kepka, who won the PGA Championship, and then you have Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay. So those four, plus Scheffler and Wyndham Clark, would be the top six right now. But Harmon and Kepka and Shoffley and Cantlay still have work to do. Kepka, of course, not participating in the FedEx Cup because he's over on the Live Tour. And then you have the next group of guys after that for whom this week and these FedEx Cup events, especially this week, because if you, if you don't make it into the top 50 this week, just ask Justin Thomas what happens. Justin Thomas was 71st in the FedEx Cup standings. His season essentially is over. He was, he still is on the bubble for the Ryder Cup. It's going to be a very, very tough sell for Zach Johnson to add Justin Thomas to the Ryder Cup team because he did not play well enough to get into the FedEx Cup. And when you look at names like Max Homa, who's having a very good week, Cam Young, um, Keegan Bradley, Colin Morikawa, Sam Burns, um, Ricky Fowler, Will Zalatoris. These are all guys who have to perform 
over the next couple of weeks to A, increase their point total. Maybe there's an opportunity to get into one of those top six spots. Again, um, maybe run down Brooks Kepka. He obviously uh, was aided by the fact that he won the PGA Championship. And I imagine, I can't imagine a world in which Brooks, in which Brooks Kepka is not part of the Ryder Cup team one way or another. Um, but this tournament, if you don't get into the top 50, if you're a Cam Young, for example, if you're a Keegan Bradley, if you're a Colin Morikawa, then you don't have the opportunity to gain any more momentum or show anything else next week or the week after. As for Team Europe, uh, you know, three best golfers in the world, two of them are on Team Europe. After that, their Ryder Cup team gets very thin, but Rory McIlroy and John Rahm were not surprisingly the first two golfers named to the European Ryder Cup team. It's Rory's seventh straight Ryder Cup, and it's the third in a row for John Rahm. Uh, this is a team that's likely to have Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood, Matt Fitzpatrick, but there's going to be, uh, you know, there's been a changing of the guard in recent years um, for the European team. A lot of the golfers, the Sergio Garcias, the Ian Poulters, those golfers who have been staples in the Ryder Cup are A, advancing in age, and B, have moved over to the Live Tour to try and get a couple more big paychecks before the prime years of their career completely close. So it's going to be a bit of a changing of the guard for Team Europe uh, in this event that in the last three or four iterations, the United States has really dominated uh, after a couple of decades of really struggling in the Ryder Cup. Uh, So that's what's at stake these last couple of weeks as well. Let's get another leaderboard update presented by Glenn Fittich. And again, this is the final round today of the um, first event in the FedEx Cup, the FedEx St. Jude Championship at TPC Southwind in Memphis. The final pairing is Glover and Taylor Moore. They tee off at 150. And then the second to last pairing is Tommy Fleetwood, who is two shots off the lead, and he'll play with Max Homa, who is three shots back. They tee off at 140. And the third to last group is Jordan Spieth, who is three shots back. And Spieth today will play with Victor Hovland, who had a big round three. And Hovland comes in five shots off the pace. So those are your final three groupings. Uh, 130, 140, and then the leaders, Glover and Moore, tee off at 150 today. Glover leading everyone at 14 under par. That's the leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittich, single malt scotch whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. Glenn Fittich, single malt scotch whiskey, ABV, 40% alcohol by volume, 2023 imported by William Grant and Sons, New York, New York. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll take a look at the uh, live event going on this weekend in our own backyard in Bedminster, New Jersey. Also the final major of the year on the LPGA Tour. I'll have my pick of the weekend and plenty more as we continue here on the tee with Pat O'Keefe on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New York. Now back to On the Tee with Pat O'Keefe on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so a really good Sunday of golf shaping up. If you're heading out to the live event, uh, if you're settling in to watch uh, the final round of the St. Jude Classic in Memphis, uh, if you're locked into the uh, Women's Open Championship, uh, the final round at Walton Heath Golf Club in Surrey, England, the AIG Women's Open, their final major of the year on the LPGA Tour, on the tee with Pat O'Keefe is brought to you by Galloping Hill Golf Course. Or if you're heading out to play yourself, it's a gorgeous day in the New York City area uh, if you are within striking distance of where I am right now. Uh, as I mentioned, the live, uh, is it taboo to talk about live? I mean, it's it's usually not relevant. I, I It is relevant um, when it's in our backyard, I think. And, and the thing about live is you're always going to have, not always, but with, <coughs> excuse me, with some of the big names that have defected, and we still have to see how this all plays out and how they bring the two tours back together uh, next year or whenever that is done. But there's still generally going to be, more often than not, some big names on top of the leaderboard. But the thing about Liv is uh, it's a good thing they have all that money because, you know, unless it's in our own backyard, people like me who are hosting an hour-long golf show on a Sunday morning are still unlikely to talk about the tour unless something extraordinary happens or unless some of our listeners are headed out there right now, which in this case uh, is probably the case. So we'll spend a couple of minutes on it. Um, the final round today at Trump National in Bedminster, New Jersey. Cam Smith, so there you go, big name. Shot a 5-under 66 on Friday, a 4-under 67 yesterday. He's at minus 9, and he has a four-stroke lead heading into the final round. A four-stroke lead over guess who? Phil Mickelson, who's had an interesting week. Uh, Phil shot a 67 yesterday. Uh, he is tied for second place with Dean Burmester at 5-under par. So Smith and Phil on top of the leaderboard. And here's, here's the, the thing that you hate to admit about the Live Tour because it has completely upended the golf-watching habits of the most ardent golf fans who like to sit down on Sundays like this and this is a big event today down in Memphis for the PGA Tour. And if you look at the top of the leaderboard at the St. Jude, it has Lucas Glover and Taylor Moore. That is the final pairing. Okay? The top of the leaderboard for the live event today is Cam Smith and Phil Mickelson. And I don't, I don't even know where to watch the live event. All right? I should, but admittedly, I don't. But what would you, if they were both equally accessible to you, what would you rather watch today? Would you rather watch a final round with Glover and Moore as the final group or a final round with Cam Smith and Phil Mickelson as the final group? And that's the problem. And, and that's why the PGA Tour, that's one glaring example of why the PGA Tour had to make the somewhat unprecedented move of um, coming back to the Live Tour to try to join forces going forward. You know, not to mention you got... Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson, uh, Bryson DeChambeau after he shot a 58 last week at the Greenbrier. You have Brooks Kepka. I mean, heck, you even have Chase Kepka at 11 
over par. Once again, near the bottom of the leaderboard on the Live Tour. Has anybody has anybody ever rid coattails or held on to coattails stronger than Chase Kepka, by the way? Um, just wondering. But Phil is looking for his first Live win. His last win of any kind was the PGA Championship in 2021 when he was 50 years old and was the oldest player to ever win a major in golf. Now, Mickelson has had an interesting week, as we likely know. Uh, Excerpts from a book have come out from a known gambler um, claiming that over the course of 30 years, Phil Mickelson has wagered a billion dollars on sporting events, including golf. But uh, having wagered upwards of a billion dollars and having lost in the neighborhood of $100 million during that time. And uh, the most damning part of the uh, excerpt that came out from the book written by gambler Billy Walters claims that Mickelson in 2012 asked Walters to bet on the 2012 Ryder Cup in which Mickelson was playing. Now, according to the excerpt, Mickelson... If this is important to you, and I do think this is an important distinction, and by the way, this is by no means an admission of mine that I believe what Walters is writing, but according to his account, uh, Mickelson's wager was intended to be on the United States, which ended up losing that Ryder Cup anyway. Would have been a completely different thing. He was betting on Team Europe and playing for the United States. Uh, Still not a good look. If indeed it is true, and I don't know if it is true, but whether or not it is true, it's just the latest in... Look, Mickelson's Mickelson's a wild man, and you know he's one of these guys who, when you become that successful in his profession, you know, he's an international star. He's an international celebrity. He's rich beyond anybody's imagination. Um... He's he's a wild man, but when you have those types of financial means, you can take some liberties that normal people like you and I cannot even fathom to take. So you have to understand that Mickelson is playing in a completely different stratosphere, but when you read some of these stories, it's just incredible. You know, I'm not going to lose sleep over Mickelson gambling a billion dollars because he has he he literally has a billion dollars to gamble. All right? Now, him gambling on the Ryder Cup, if that is true, is a completely different thing. But once again, uh, you know, Mickelson in the news this week. And once again, Rory McIlroy kind of serving as the unofficial spokesman for those who are on the PGA Tour. Uh, and he was asked about Mickelson's latest alleged transgressions. The talk of the golf world is this book excerpt that came out about Phil Mickelson. I'm curious what your reaction, what the reaction in there was when you read about it. I mean, at least he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year because he won't be a part of it. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's, that's such a good line by Rory. Um, you know, Mickelson has burned... He's burned so many bridges, uh, unfortunately. He's one of, like even think back to the Masters this year. Uh, Rom won. Uh, Mickelson, now at at fifty two years old, shot a seven under par in the final round. He finished in a tie for second place with Brooks Kepka. The, the stuff that this guy is still that's why you see his name pop up on the leaderboard today. I bet they're going to go wild for him 
at the live event today. Those who are out there for that, they're going to go wild for Mickelson today. Good luck to Cam Smith playing alongside him. It's a good thing for him. He's got that four-shot lead because that crowd is going to go absolutely nuts for Phil Mickelson. He shot a seven-under par in the final round of the Masters and vaulted himself into a tie for second place. And we didn't hear from him again the rest of the year until the excerpts of this book came out. Now, when you are getting your information from a book that's written by a known gambler, one who has been indicted and sentenced to a federal prison, uh, you have to take the information with a grain of salt. And this is a guy who has an axe to grind with Phil Mickelson. And it stems back to a trial years ago in which Mickelson had an opportunity to testify on behalf of Billy Walters and chose not to. So clearly Billy Walters has an axe to grind with Phil Mickelson. I'm not saying that the things that he has said Phil Mickelson did are not true. But I'm going to need a little bit more proof than a book written by a known gambler, a successful gambler, I'll give him that, written by a known gambler who has admitted he has an axe to grind with one of the subjects of the book. But Mickelson in the hunt today, um, Cam Smith on top of the leaderboard at the live event, and we'll see if Mickelson for getting uh, reportedly up to $200 million guaranteed to join the live tour. We'll see if he could finally uh, live up to some of that money and win his first event there. It's Pat O'Keefe on the tee on 98.7 ESPN New York. Now back to On the Tee with Pat O'Keefe on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we got a couple more minutes. Remember, I'm here till noon, uh, starting at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll get into uh, the mess that is the New York Mets, the Yankees, the Jets yesterday. Looked impressive in a shutout preseason victory. The Giants, and I'll have some NBA thoughts as well. But uh, let's get to uh, the weekend weather. It's time for that, and it is presented by Grand Marnier. A beautiful day in the New York City area, high of 89 degrees, low of 70. Sunny skies today. Uh, so if you're headed out to the course, uh, enjoy. Uh, drink lots of water. Uh, again, not to be the downer, but these summer weekend days are starting to dwindle. That is the weekend weather brought to you by Grand Marnier. It takes cocktails from ordinary to unforgettable. The AIG Women's Open, the final major of the year on the LPGA Tour at Walton Heath Golf Club in Surrey, England. Uh, interesting note about the LPGA Tour. Uh, you have Charlie Hull, who's in a tie for first place with Lillian Vu. They're on top of the leaderboard heading into the final round. Uh, each of the first four majors this year on the LPGA Tour was won by a first-time major winner. Vu won the Chevron Championship. Ronin Yin won the Women's PGA Championship. Allison Corpus won the U.S. Women's Open. And Celine Boutier won the Evian Championship. 16 of the last 23 majors have been captured by a first-time major winner. Now, Lillian Vu, who's tied with Hull, uh, she won her first major earlier this year, but Charlie Hull is another one uh, who's looking for her first career major championship. She does have eight top 10 finishes in majors, including a runner-up finish at the U.S. Women's Open earlier this year. So we'll see if she can make it five for five among first-time major winners in the majors this year 
on the LPGA Tour. Time now for Pat's Pick. It is brought to you by Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin. Well, the final round of the FedEx St. Jude Championship in Memphis. Uh, Lucas Glover is the leader. Uh, His odds to win are plus 220. No value there. Uh, Taylor Moore, he's a stroke back. He's at plus 420, but there's a lot of big names behind him. The two I'm looking at right now are uh, Jordan Spieth and Max Homa. Spieth is at plus 750, and Homa is right now at plus 900. And I'm going to go with Homa because I just think for a final round, he's in striking distance. He had a big round yesterday. Uh, He's only three shots off the lead. Yes, he is tied with Spieth. He'd have to jump over Fleetwood. He'd have to jump over Moore. He'd have to jump over Glover. But Homa, three shots back, shot a a 65 yesterday at minus 11 for the championship. If you can get him playing well at plus 900, uh, I like Homa as my pick going into the final round. That's Anita's pick, or in this case, it's Pat's pick, and it's brought to you by Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin, a smoother, more refined gin, Aviation Gin, and Diago Spirits remind you to drink responsibly. So you have Glover on top at minus 14, and Taylor Moore at minus 13, and then the big names are hot in pursuit. Fleetwood, two shots off the lead. Spieth and Homa, three shots back. And then you have a host of golfers that are five shots back, including Sung Jae-im, Emiliano Grillo, Rory McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay, and Victor Hovland. Uh, the top 50 will advance to the BMW next week outside Chicago. The top 30 after that will play for the Tour Championship two weeks from now. Uh, Ryder Cup spots are on the line. Uh, Lucas Glover. Lover looking to kick off uh, an incredible second act of his career. So a really good day of golf shaping up 